the reason I want to create an, an industry adjacent to fitness and healthcare is because I see this audience of people who everyone is talking to and trying their best to help and genuinely putting the effort in without the guidance, without the understanding of what it means to live with those kinds of conditions, without the education to meet that person genuinely where they are. And I believe I know what it takes to do that. I have a clinical background. I've been a personal trainer since 2004. I used to treat patients who would fly into my office from around the world, dealt with things like morbid obesity on death's doorstep, down to people who had four anchors put in their shoulder after orthopedic surgery, to people who were just like, look, I'm getting older and my body doesn't respond the way it used to exercise and I'm not sure what to do now. That's my bread and butter. That's my sweet spot. So my aim is to build a, an entire industry that serves those people exclusively. This is Lunch with the Punch. You are tuning in to another episode of Lunch with the Punch with your host, Dustin Bogle. Turn, turn the volume up and let's go. It's another episode of Lunch with the Punch. Hey guys, it is Dustin Bogle. Welcome to another episode of the Lunch with a Punch podcast. And I got a special guest, somebody that is one of us here in our industry trying to make it better. And I've just gotten to know him and I definitely know there's going to be some great things that are going to unlock some mental barriers that many gym owners and coaches carry around with them. And I'm really excited to dive into this. So we're going to do it. My guest is none other than the founder of Active Life. My guest is none other than Sean Pastouche. Sean, are you ready to do this, my friend? Dustin, let's rock. All right. I am super excited to touch base because we were just having a little pre-show rambling and we talked about how the industry is broken. And I got to agree, whether it's broken for the clients, they're not getting the attention and care they deserve, broken for the gym owner, many of them are broke. Uh, it's broken for the coaches because they're not able to make the impact the way they want to make impact. And so what I love that you started with was I'm here to create a new industry. So I'm going to let you take point on that, Sean. What does that mean? What are you here to do? What is the mission of your work? So I think the only thing that's broke about the industry is a complete lack of self-awareness as to who it's best for. What, what seems like virtuous work is working with this kind of client who really needs somebody of a high skill set with plenty of emotional and mental bandwidth and time bandwidth for them, who's going to meet them where they are and guide them to where they are going. Whether they're 90 years old and they want to get off the couch for the first time or an elite athlete, that's what people believe this industry does. And because they believe that's what this industry does, it's what I believe most people, myself included for a long time, try to align ourselves with. Yeah, I can do that. Yes, that's what we do. Yes, that's exactly what we do. Or what we do is similar to that. Yes. And the reality is that most people are not anywhere near what it takes to do that for the audience who need it. But that's not a bad thing. The industry, most of it, is perfectly suited to help a person who is generally fairly healthy, who is self-motivated, who knows they have a problem, who want a general solution. They want to lose 20 pounds to 50 pounds. They want to have an active habit that keeps them moving on a regular basis. They want to put some extra muscle on. They want to feel more, more limber. They want to be more flexible. Fitness does 
all of these things for people. And if the fitness industry, in my opinion, would gain the self-awareness to say, that's what we do. If, if you're a diabetic and you're trying to get off your type 2 medication, don't come take my group class. I don't have the solution for you. I'm part of the solution potentially for you. But I'm not going to claim to be that solution. If the fitness industry would start having that conversation in a forward-facing way and just be amazing for the people for whom nothing needs to change about the way that you offer your services. Like someone walks through the door, they go through your system, they predictably get the result that you promise. Everyone would be worth more. That's the reason I want to create an, an industry adjacent to fitness and healthcare is because I see this audience of people who everyone is talking to and trying their best to help and genuinely putting the effort in without the guidance, without the understanding of what it means to live with those kinds of conditions, without the education to meet that person genuinely where they are. And I believe I know what it takes to do that. I have a clinical background. I've been a personal trainer since 2004. I used to treat patients who would fly into my office from around the world, dealt with things like morbid obesity on, on, on death's doorstep, down to people who had four anchors put in their shoulder after orthopedic surgery, to people who were just like, look, I'm getting older and my body doesn't respond the way it used to exercise and I'm not sure what to do now. That's my bread and butter. That's my sweet spot. So my aim is to build a, an entire industry that serves those people exclusively. It builds the coach who has not only the possibility of helping that person, but a high likelihood of helping that person completely. And the fitness business that employs that person with the appropriate incentives in place for them to become great. Love it. That's what we do. So what are you doing in your work to bridge that educational gap? Because it doesn't sound like this is in the scope of a regular trainers get certified. Is there more they need to learn to be able to do, you know, what you guys do? Yeah. All right. I believe there are a lot of trainers out there, maybe who are listening to this, who are like, I, I oftentimes get a client and I'm like, I'm not sure what to do, but I'm, I'm going to try my best. And no one else is going to try as hard as I'm going to try to help that person. And so I have to take that person as a client. It's my duty. I want to tip my cap to those trainers. That's important work. It's noble of you to do that without people like you doing that. No one gets the help that they need. What I want to be able to do is help those trainers and the gym owners for whom they want to work and who want to employ these kinds of people servicing this kind of client to be able to say, I know exactly what to do. I know exactly who to refer to. I know exactly who to partner with. I know exactly what to avoid. I know for how long to avoid it. I know the signs that it's ready to bring it back in. And I know how to get to that. So how, what we did is back in about 2018, we built an education for coaches that was 12 weeks long. And we thought we had nailed it. We're like, we did it. We're there. And coaches started to make six figures going through the education sometimes. And some coaches didn't. And I was like, well, it's obvious that the ones who do it are the ones who are successful. How do we get the ones who aren't doing it to do it? And I blamed, I don't want to say I blamed them, but I saw their motivation as the problem. I've evolved my thought process. And starting in 2021, we built a 13-month-long 
education curriculum that includes private mentorship, one-on-one, with someone from our team who does this professionally full-time. That's all they do. They make coaches absolute savages. That's what they do, full-time. And there's a curriculum that we wrote. We have an 800-page textbook of content that we built. We filmed 18 hours of content in videos that you're going to watch as you go through the textbook and meet with your mentor and jump into group meetings that are not one-on-one, the mentor's one-on-one, but there are group meetings that are small groups to meet with subject matter experts, a person who's going to help you with your sales, the person who's going to help you with your marketing, the person who's going to help you with your personal development and your boundary setting, the person who's going to help you with your schedule and your business operation. Should you be an LLC or an S-Corp? What state are you in? All of that kind of stuff so that you have a likelihood of success on the other side. There are 996 test questions along the way. And there is no breezing through this. It takes four hours to five hours a week of actual intentional learning. Then another 15 to 20 of applying that stuff in the field while you earn a living getting better. We built that because I felt like the gap was so huge between a physical therapist who goes to school for two and a half years and then does some clinical time and a trainer who can buy their certification off the internet if they want. The requirement for a trainer is a high school diploma or a GED equivalent, and in certain states, a CPR certification. How is the end user supposed to find the best trainer? What happens next is all of the trainers say, I'm the best, I can help you. Here are my case studies. Here are my, here's my social proof. It's overwhelming for the end user. It, we need a better way. That's what we're trying to build it actively. So it's building the elite within the industry, but solving more problems, it sounds like too. And so I know that you guys definitely don't charge low rates. We're talking about that as well. That again, that's something that plagues the industry is that I attribute to many things. I think one thing it's invisible. I think when you buy a physical product, a, an iPhone, a car, like people trainers sometimes say, oh, it's just, I'm giving them a workout. I'm just talking to them. I'm just coaching. I'm just like. It's invisible. What is the price? Who dictates the price of invisible things? There's these little calories that you can't see. I'm going to burn. And then the second is I definitely think there's the matching. What are the other trainers doing in my area? I'll just match that. And maybe I'll even drop a little letter because mentally that makes sense. If I'm a little bit cheaper competition, more people come to be. But more and more trainers follow this and then nobody sees the end result they were hoping would come. They don't see their gym flooded with 300, 500 people, but they just keep keeping on. And they never go back to that first decision, which I believe in so much. Pricing is everything. And so how do you shift that? So there's a few things here. I'll touch on all of it. The first thing is, if I ask all of your listeners, would you rather drive a Ferrari or a Toyota Corolla? I imagine everybody would answer a Ferrari. Why? You've probably never driven one. You don't know anything about how it drives. All that you know is it's a lot of money and people say they're awesome. By the way, you cannot go test drive a Ferrari. Like you can't call the Ferrari dealership like I'll be there at two o'clock to test drive a car. Not happening. So why is it that it's obvious for us that we aspire for those things and then we create an industry for ourselves in which we're commoditized? Why would we... Look at the best things in the world are expensive and valuable. 
So I'm going to be cheap enough for everybody to afford. Why? Why is that what happens? I'll give you a really, I'll tell you why it happens. Fear. It's a few things. It's fear that nobody will pay me for this if I charge that. And that for me is the floor for what we advise people to charge is $100 a session. And that if you're living in the middle of nowhere, pick a state that has a low income, the average household income in your neighborhood is $27,000 a year. And there's only 8,000 people who live there. You should charge $100 a session. Because when you hear that, you're butt puckers and you're like, nobody would pay that. And then I would turn back to you and say, so you think you couldn't get one in every 500 people to pay that? Not one in every 500 people would pay that. Like you get 499 no's in a row. The result is a, an incredible life. One in 500 people wouldn't pay that. One in 500 would. Great. That's all you need. All you need is that. That's 16 people. If they're training with you twice a week, you're overwhelmed. So that's one of the reasons. Fear nobody will buy it. We can go down the path of why are you afraid of that? Is it not worth it? Oh, no, it's worth it. It doesn't sound like you think it's worth it. We can have that whole psychological conversation. The other reason is it feels icky. It feels sleazy to charge that kind of money. Who am I? It doesn't cost me anything to do this. It does cost you something to do this. It absolutely does. The way I like to describe this is people say all the time, I don't do this for the money, Sean. So I don't need to charge those kinds of rates. I'm like, what do you do for money? And there's nothing. Okay, how do you pay your rent or your mortgage for your food? I train. Then what you're saying to me is that this is how you make your money. Yes, but I don't do it for the money. I get it. You do it because you love it. But it's also the only thing you do to earn a living. So here's my contention to you. If this is the only thing that you love enough to do for pay, you need to make a lot of money doing it so that you don't have to worry about money. You can just give the best service to your clients. If you're going to charge a lot of money to do it, you better be world-class at it. If you're going to be world-class at it, it's going to cost you money to learn how to do that and time to learn how to do that. If you want to be able to make the money to pay to learn how to be world-class for the time it takes to get there, you need to charge a lot of money for your services. The other thing is, there's this thought of, if I charge a lot, people won't be able to work with me. And I want to be able to help as many people as I can. I get that. I do get that. The way I like to look at that is if I wanted to impact a million people as fast as possible, would I try to talk to a million people or would I try to get Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos to tell everyone they know about something for me? I would go to Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos, right? That's the macro scale. On the micro scale, the people in your network, in your local marketplace who have the most money are likely the people who also have the most influence in your local market. So if you want to help as many people as you possibly can, help the people who employ them instead of the employee. Get the big business owner who's near you to stop making the employee of the month the person who sold the most. Because the person who sold the most might have sacrificed their family life, their health, their emotional health, their mental health, 
for the sake of selling more for the company. And that's what got celebrated. But if you can take the CEO of that company as a for example, and instill in them that the person who wins employee of the month should be the person who embodies the lifestyle that this company wants to afford them to live, which means, yeah, you crushed for the company and you're an awesome husband and you're a great dad and you work out four days a week and you eat healthy and you lost 20 pounds and you're making conscious decisions and you don't take business calls when you're on a date with your wife. That's why that guy won employee of the month. That's what people will strive for. How many people will you have impacted that way? And by the way, that CEO does not want to pay you $50 for training sessions. Other people tell you that's a lot of money because for them it is. To that guy, that doesn't seem valuable enough to help. 100%. I've had that chat many times with coaches and gym owners where they're like, we're in a high affluent area and we're only 150, we're 200. And I'm like, there, there's this like mentally belief that if you're in a very fluid area, they're going to be looked at down upon by their peers for going to a group training that's cheap rather than having a one-on-one -on -one trainer come to the gym or to their house like all the other people in their area have. And so there's status, right? A lot of us make decisions because of status, but also people who have more money will pay for exclusivity. They want to be in your platinum coaching program. They want to have the best. Like one of the things I talk about because I help a lot of people with sales and fitness is sometimes you can project your beliefs around money and your beliefs around buying to the people you're selling. So if you tend to say, I'm always looking for a deal, I never pay retail, I'm always using promo codes, you can then sell, say, hey, this is a great deal we're running, you should jump on it, we never run this, I'm gonna cut prices. And so you're selling with your own wallet, essentially. But it tends to be affluent people, they don't go for convenience sometimes, but they don't go for price, they go for the best. And so like that Ferrari, platinum, luxury, these are the words they <laughs> use. And so hey, you want to really be the best. What you're speaking to there, Dustin, is a few things. One is it, the person you want to enroll as a client. If you put two Ferraris next to each other and you say, this one's 300 grand and this one's 30 grand, they're the exact same car. The person you're working with today might say, I can get that for $30,000. Let's do it. It's an amazing deal. The person you want says, what's wrong with that one? That's the person you want because... The person who got a deal is always going to want a deal. You always have to be a deal for that person or you're not worth it. The person who is coming to you saying, I want to pay the premium because I'm going to hold you so accountable to doing what you told me you're going to do. That's who you want. If, by the way, you're someone who can be held accountable. The other thing that you're speaking to there is... You mentioned exclusivity and I, I agree people do that. And there's a lot of gyms right now that are actually... Their whole business model is exclusivity. It's not the place from which I operate. We're the most expensive gym in town. We're the most expensive company who's going to help you do this. I don't mind sharing it with your audience. The coaches who work with us spend $15,000 to be clients. That gets them 13 months of service. It's $15,000. The gyms who work with us, where their whole staff is going through this, anywhere from $35,000 to $100,000 plus per year for our support. We're not inexpensive because A, it can't be. We don't know how to do what we do for less. And B, when you spend that kind of money working with us, you become a different person immediately. You've just spent $15,000 on yourself for the first time in your life. When somebody tells you that $5,000 for training to change their life is a lot, you're going to think about it differently.
because you just done 15,000 to change yours. At our flagship, where we do our brick and mortar work, we're charging $150 a session. 150. I don't care if you buy one, 12, 24, 48, or 100. We're telling you how many you need to buy. You're not picking. And it's 150 a session. And people don't complain about price. How is that possible? And then I'll take it a step further. We provide education to them. And I'm not talking about like conversational education. We have digital education that we've curated for our clients that gets delivered to them in a specific order, depending on what they need. Their assigned professional is organizing that for them. They come in for a session. We can see on the back end if they did the education. If they didn't do it, they come in to work out that day. They get a whiteboard session where we teach them the education that they should have gone through on their own. And they pay the same price. And they love it. They don't complain. They thank us for it. It's not like anything they've ever seen before. So they refer friends. Hey guys, it's Dustin Bogle coming at you. And I wanted to ask, have you picked up a copy of my book, Reinforce Your Gym? It is a Amazon bestseller and it is packed with strategies on how to get you more leads and build your lead machine, how to multiply your sales and get more sales and increase your LTV from every single client and how to build your dream team, all right? How to develop leaders and establish a team that will help you make your vision a reality. Those are the things you can expect to see in the book. So you can get on Amazon as a paperback, a hardback, or on Kindle. And man, it is worth it, my friends, because for 10 or $15, you're gonna get all my years of experience as a gym owner packaged into one nice bundle so that you can go in, digest the content, and take action and grow your business. So pick up a copy of that on Amazon now, and you won't regret it. Love it. In terms of the gym that you said you were like falling fault to that low price, did you have to go through a, a major change where you had to change your pricing and change your delivery? And were you in that like lower or mid ticket and then you shifted to this or was this the thing you started right out of the gates with? No. So I was, I was a personal trainer at Equinox. So I learned the idea of people spend a lot of money on this kind of stuff. But then I came to my neighborhood where I live and I was like, oh, it's different here. It's not where Equinox was. That was rich people. This is regular. And so I priced myself at a point that was uncomfortable for me and still underpriced for the market. So at the time I owned a CrossFit gym, I was charging 175 a month in 2011. For a personal training session, it was like $100. And that was really uncomfortable for me. But when I was at Equinox, I was 120. So I was like, we're good. Right? 100 bucks is good. All that to say, it was expensive for the time. Because at, back then, the next most expensive place in town was New York Sports Club, and they were charging 49 bucks back then. Now, by the time we were done, they were charging 10, 20, whatever you have in your pocket, they would take it. And I ended up exiting that business to launch Active Life full time. But there's a cap for what's going to happen inside of the group fitness environment. Like the thing that ends up happening there is this you either except that you have to have a large number of clients per coach in a class setting in order to leverage their low price. And I'm talking low, I'm talking 100 to 250 a month. To be there, you need a lot of them in the room at the same time with one coach because they're going to come 13 to 20 times a month each. And when that's happening, you have a supervisor, not a coach. 
I don't care how good of a job they do, how much everybody loves them. They're not, they don't know about everybody in the class. They can't even tell you what everyone in the class's goal is. And so I didn't want that. So I taught our team how to sell personal training to subsidize our lack of income on the group side. And that worked. But I had a staff at the time who loved group fitness. And I was uninspired by what I thought group fitness could be. And at the same time, I have athletes, professional athletes, Olympians, CrossFit Games champions, flying out to my clinic that I owned for treatment from me. And then they would go, they would pay $1,000 for three hours of my time. Then they would fly back to wherever, and plus their airfare, plus their hotel. Then they would fly back to wherever they are, and I would write program design for them. This is in 2013, 14. And they would do it from anywhere in the world. It was before there were apps for program design. And at the time, I was only charging 80 bucks a month for that because it took me like 25 minutes. And I wasn't delivering a great service. I was delivering reps and sets. I thought it was great, but it was just reps and sets. For me, the inflection point was realizing that I was uninspired by what my own business was able to do for our clients and that I would rather give it all up and push towards something that inspires me than be successful doing something that I wake up in the morning to do. I spent 18, 19, 20, 21, spent four and a half years preparing to relaunch brick and mortar while I developed the skills to train the staff and build the systems for what the business would be. Got it. So yeah, I know mainly our audience here is gym owners and coaches. So what is active life? Is this a license? Is this only for coaches to go learn how to be the ultimate coach and trainer? Is this something a gym could deploy inside their business, go into the mm -hmm. business model side of things? So let's take it from the, the gym owner side first. We are best when you told me that you do small group training and boot camp, like you walk right into the wheelhouse. So people who are running businesses like yours are like, that's that it's a dream scenario because you have the people's attention. And I won't speak for your business. And there are exceptions to this rule. Oftentimes, most of the time, the people who are there want more. But you're doing a better job than anybody else in your town is doing. And so there's nowhere for them to go to get more. They would love to get more from you. But because no one is asking you for more, because they're just happy to be there, you think there's no market for it inside of your business. So what we do with businesses that are group training, small group training, I'll start with those, is we help to build a robust personal training department inside of their business. We do that by teaching the skills necessary to the coaches on behalf of the gym owner. So the gym owner doesn't have to do the development themselves. We do it. We teach the coaches what it takes to deliver great sessions and build relationships that are more valuable than simply the time spent in the gym. Someone walks in, they're like, I'm so stressed out, stressed out today. I can't wait to burn this off. I don't want the coach to burn it off. I want the coach to ask, why are you so stressed out today? Oh, my boss is down my throat. My wife doesn't get it. I'm trying to do so many things at the same time. It's just wild. Have you talked to your wife? No. What am I going to say to her? I don't know. What have you said to her? I want the coach to have that conversation. I want it to start in an office where they're sitting down. Let's calm this thing down. 
You're, we're not a one-hour therapy session. We're not the best hour of your day. We're the thing that launches the rest of your life, whatever that needs to be. We are the primary care provider. If I believe you need to speak to a mental health professional, I have one. I'm going to connect you with them. If you need to work with someone who's exclusively a monster nutrition, I have that person. I'm going to connect you with them. I don't care if I get paid for the service. I care that you get the help. That's the kind of coach we want to develop. So going back to the model, we do that with the coaching staff on behalf of the gym owner, because that massively increases the value of the service that they're offering in the business. People stop coming to you asking for what they think you offer. And they start coming to you asking for what their friend got that changed their life. And now you don't have to think about upselling them into something that is more expensive than your regular thing because everyone comes thinking that the thing that they got referred for is your regular thing, which is personal training, relationship development, accountability, referrals. That becomes the thing. So typically what happens is the average gym who's coming to work with us is doing about twenty dollars to $25,000 top line revenue on a monthly basis when they start. We want to get that gym to doing Fifty to fifty-five thousand dollars of monthly revenue, with about twenty to twenty-five percent newer members, and half of that revenue or more coming from personal training and individual design services. So what that means is, let's say you were doing twenty-five, and you had two hundred clients. They're paying you. That means they're paying you what two hundred bucks a month? No, they're paying you one hundred and fifty, one hundred and twenty-five, whatever. It doesn't matter. We want you to be at 150 clients, not 200 anymore, still making 25,000 on that group membership. Great. That's been price adjusted. That happens over time. It doesn't happen right away. Additionally, we want you earning 25 to $30,000 extra through personal training, individual design, accountability, all the other things that right now you may not be offering or you are with the price wrong. That happens. The next thing is, the people who are now buying the higher value services, they don't need or want that forever. They don't need or want personal training forever. But they also now look at your group class and no longer want to be a part of it because they know the value of what they got. They don't want to go back to that. It's too big of a gap. So we help you create a model that is in between. It's a downsell from personal training. It ends up being three to four X what you were charging for your group most of the time if not more, but it's a downsell. And they can do this all that they want. That downsells individual program design in a group environment, right? So they show up at one at nine in the morning. There's seven other people in the room. They all have their own program that they're following. There's one coach overseeing all of them while two or three other coaches are doing their personal training and someone else is running your big group. Okay, now what's going to happen is this is going to start to represent 60 to 70% of your income. The group becomes even less important. This is when gym owners come to us and they're like, what's your problem? You're more than 250% of what you were when you came to us a year and a half ago. What is the problem? The problem is none of my coaches want to coach my group anymore. All of the problems that we have are coming from the group. I can't afford to pay them the same as what they get paid to do this other work. They're less fulfilled, entertaining, a room full of people. They're inspired to work with these people over here. What do I do? How do I get them to coach the group? I'm like, you don't. 
you follow their inspiration. You allow your business to proliferate in the path that is profitable for you that your coaches are inspired to run. And that's when gym owners are making the decision typically to either hire more novice staff to run their group and give their more advanced staff more bandwidth, or they get rid of their group altogether and they focus on building this other thing. And that's how we help gym owners. It's not a license. It's not a franchise. It's mentorship. It's us. The owner gets a mentor. Every staff member gets a mentor. They're different. The person who needs to be able to coach an owner is different than the person who needs to be able to coach a coach. Different skill sets, different needs. The owner needs to understand their numbers. They need to understand how to be a leader. They need to understand how to represent their business in the local marketplace, how to step in front of their staff when something goes wrong and step behind them when something goes right. Those are the things we're teaching the owner. Staff need to be able to deliver world-class service to the clients and be brand ambassadors. They're helping to build the business. The owner works for the staff. The staff works for the client. The client's money works for the owner. That's the business that we help them build. Finally, one of the things we're dealing with right now is a lot of our clients are finding that their business name no longer represents what they do. They're like CrossFit this or their boot camp. And they're like, we need to change our name. We don't know what we should change it to because it's like now we're just trying to figure it all out from the back end. Can we call ourselves Active Life? And so now we're going through, this is something that we didn't anticipate. We're going through figuring out what do we want to do with them? Because our brick and mortar doesn't look anything like theirs, right? We built ours to be a test kitchen and a proof of concept where we can say, hey, this is what it's meant to be. This. Make it look like this. Make it run like this. Not from day one, but if your opening's from scratch, certainly from day one. And I don't know how I want to protect that name yet. It's something I haven't quite figured out. What I'm leaning towards, frankly, is trying to partner with them because they don't necessarily have the, they have cash flow, but they don't have $300,000, $400,000 sitting aside to go open in a retail market with a better aesthetic and a different everything. But we do. So maybe we partner with them in their businesses and help them on all the things that they don't want to do. I don't know. That's what we're bouncing around right now. Yeah. And then you just don't know if they're going to take the name and run it through the mud and people are humans. They go through life changes and things are going good now. And if we're a partner, that doesn't happen. That's why it's something that we're we're toying with the idea. Got it. Got it. Okay. That's cool, man. Congrats. And I was going to say, you might've answered it. There's like, there's a lot of new coaches come in and they might not have the communication skills or the confidence to attack that problem the way you did. That was definitely coaching experience 101. Like you've been in the game, you know how to have those tough talks. How do you guys, whether it's in your education or maybe it's that answer you gave, like they just own group and are more experienced trainers go and step into this program. But do you guys have that in your educational series where you teach them how to have tough talks, how to confront conflict straight ahead? Because most people, especially in today's world, run from it. They're afraid to have those tough talks. And so I think that really can make a coach's career suffer. We are a personal development company disguised as a health and fitness company. It is, it is laced in everything that we do. So it's in the curriculum. It's happening on their private mentor calls. It's happening in the group calls. For example, imagine hopping onto a group call. And the first thing that's asked of you, as a group, is 
and you're called out privately. Like you're called out in front of the whole group. Dustin, what did you do this week to deliver unexpected value to somebody else on this screen? These are other coaches who, by the way, don't live anywhere near you, are never going to pay you, and have no way of returning any value that you would provide to them. What did you do this week to provide unexpected value to somebody on this screen? You're like, I don't know if I did anything this week. Why not? I was so focused on my business and this, well, how's your business going? It's okay. Like, I, I'd like it to go faster, but why do you think it's not going faster? I don't know. I guess like maybe more time. Are you constantly thinking transactionally? If I do this for this person, they'll do this for me. That's business, right? These are conversations. These are real conversations that we've had. Do you think it's possible that people sense the only reason you're doing something for them is because you want something in return? Maybe, but shouldn't they expect that? Oh, become the easiest person in the world for everybody to approach. Do that by doing things for people all the time without any expectation of getting something in return. Be the person who is looking for a problem to solve all the time. And then what will happen is problems will come finding you. And some of them you'll get paid for. The rest of them you'll just earn trust from. So that's an example of how we do personal development. with. And the way we define unexpected value is it's everything beyond what the person is expecting they got when they paid. You're a trainer. Someone comes in and they pay you. What are they expecting? Good workouts. You're going to be on time. You're going to smell good. Their equipment's going to be ready. All this stuff. They're going to finish on time. They're going to lose weight. They're going to get jacked. They're going to move better. That's what they're expecting. If you deliver that to them, you're a five out of five on Google for them. What would it take to be an 11 out of five on Google? The way you get to be an 11 out of five on Google is you do all of the things that they weren't even expecting you thought to do. So for example, I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow. About what? I got this skin thing I'll get removed. How long have you had it? Four years. Interesting. Is it an invasive surgery? No, it should be pretty quick. Okay. It looks like that's where you're going to be wearing your bra strap. Is that going to get in the way of you being able to get sweaty and exercise, do you think? Maybe. May I, may I give you a list of questions to ask the doctors on my behalf so I can do a better job when you're out? Yeah, sure. Great. I'm going to write those up. I'm going to email them to you and confirm that you got them. That's cool. Yes. Also, you seem a little bit nervous about I am. That's a big deal. Who's going to the appointment with you? Nobody. Unfortunately, my husband's working. Like I, He can't make it. Would it make it easier for you if I came? You would call me to the doctor's appointment? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, that's not necessary. I, like, I'm good. I'll go by myself. Okay. I'm going to call you before. We're going to do some breath work stuff so that you can bring your nervous system to a more relaxed state before you go in. Change your mindset a little bit. And then I'm going to call you. I want you to call me right afterwards. I want to hear how it went. Can you promise me that? Yes. Great. What time is that appointment at? Awesome. I'm going to be available for you. No one's expecting that, Dustin. No, that's mind-blowing value. Absolutely. Like people will lose their mind if that happened. And we do it all the time. Love it. All right. But they, to them, it's unexpected. To us, it's baseline. Yes, that's awesome. Sean, I definitely want to point people your way because, again, you got something that is a disruptor. It's not 
a common thing. And so I just want to salute you for the very difficult work you're doing because it is not easy to make a whole new industry. But I see the vision. I see where you're going. I'm your biggest fan. I'm cheering you on, man. So do it. Change things for the industry. And so that way we can turn things around. I often reference on this podcast where the CDC is pointing the obesity epidemic is going. They say by 2030, we'll be 50% obese. And back in 1987, we were at 11%. We're, we're in a scary place as a country. And so we need more good people on the front lines connecting with people because it's obviously not just the food that's being presented in front of people. It's emotional reactions. It's lack of support. It's lack of leadership in their life. It's a lack of a coach educating. And so we just need good people on the front lines that are going to win this war against obesity, man. So thank you for everything you do. And I want to know where could I point people to follow you to find out more about active life? What's the best way to connect with you further? Before I do that, is it okay if I give you one more short thing? Sure, 100%. The way that I think we combat obesity, like the mistake I think we're making is we're trying to do it one person at a time. And we have to do it one person at a time in some respects. You can only help the person in front of you when they're in front of you. If you're trying to help a bunch of people at the same time, it's much harder to have the deep impact. Here's the challenge I would put out to every coach and every gym owner listening to this. Do such a thorough job that you have positive social influence on the other people who are important in the person you're working with's life without ever having met them. So when they go home and someone says to them, you're no fun anymore, you don't eat cake. Instead of them being like, oh, I'm trying to take care of myself. Teach them how to answer that in a way that's productive for the other person. Instead of your client still hanging out with the same group of people who go out to drink every Friday night because that's what they do, help your client steer their friend group to go do something active one Friday night a month. Why don't you guys go for a walk one month? That's it. I don't know if my friends would be down for that. Do you want to be friends with people who don't want to be healthy? And it doesn't have to be harsh, but it's just, it's the end of the conversation, not the next sentence. I challenge all of you to be so compelling that you are influencing positively other people in the lives of your clients who you will never meet, never get paid by, and never service. Now, where you can find me is at Dr. That's Dr. Sean Pastuch on Instagram. You can go to Active Life Community in the App Store. You can download our app 100% free. Our mission in that app was to give away more of our information in a codified manner than most companies create in totality to support gyms and coaches. And it's in there for free. It represents about 9% of our content that's in our program. Go download the app, use it for free. I don't even get your email for a newsletter unless you intentionally click a box that says, I want to get their newsletter. Just go get the information. Sean, you lead from the front, my friend. You go out, you solve problems, and your app and everything you do is encompassing that. So thank you again for everything you do, man, and I look forward to seeing the impact grow and the movement continue to make the change that we need here in our country. So appreciate you, man, and best of luck. Hey, guys, it's Dustin here with Gym Reinforcements, and I got a quick question for you, my fellow gym owners who right now in your business is doing the follow-up? Is it you? Is it a coach? Is it somebody who doesn't love it and it's draining their energy? Well, I'm telling you right now, 
your business is being held back until this is being done the right way by somebody who loves sales, who loves follow-up, who loves connecting with people. And that is what we provide for you with gym reinforcements, all right? We are a done-for-you follow-up service specifically for gym owners. We do your texts, calls, emails, all the outbound, and we're gonna do it right in your CRM so you can see everything right in front of you. And the goal is to talk to these people, connect with them, learn about their pain points, and then move them into your program so you can change their life. And this is something that we love to do at Gym Reinforcements because we know when you get them in your doors, they're gonna get a healthy body and you're gonna have a healthier business because you have a new member. So go to gymreinforcements.com, book a call with me, let's connect and let's see if Gym Reinforcements can help you take your business to the next level. Talk to you soon. Bye.